Yo, what's up, soccer fans? Welcome back to the Americans Abroad Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton, and joined by my son, Cole. How things going, Cole? Uh, going pretty well. Um, Are you celebrating Halloween a, tonight? I did. I did. I um, I was a, a Sam's um, sample lady. <laughs> you Sam's were a, Club. What? A Sam's you know, Club the Sam's Club lady. ladies. You know, they have out the trays of whatever. Well, obviously our listeners can't of- see you, but... You don't look like you're in costume, so I take it you've. Well, removed... I've gotten out. I've gotten out since then. Were you, you dressed up tonight? No, I was not. We did not. Now we do it no. with. Uh, in the world, for our listeners, we do it with a bunch of. Uh, got some friends, and we go trick or treating with their kids. We're sort of like the grandparents, my wife and I, and uh, but we don't dress up. The kids do. We don't. So unbelievable. Yeah, I know. There are a lot of people that get into the Halloween thing. We have not done that in a while. All right. Fair um, enough. Say what? I said fair enough. Fair enough. All right. It's, hey, not for ev- it's not for everyone. Before we jump into our Americans Abroad, let's talk about, and this is actually a, a soccer issue, should Messi have won the Ballon d'Or? What do you think? Um, he would have gotten my vote if I was given a a vote. Um, you want to explain why I, he would? I just think that, well, first of all, he didn't have an amazing season at PSG compared to his standards, but like his season was still pretty good. If you look at his stats, like if I, let me, let me pull up his PSG stats last year. Pull it was not book. like a bad, it, like it was. It was not a bad season by any measure. How um, many goals did he have? That's what I'm about to look at. Okay. But um, I just think that when you have the, what I would say is the greatest player of all time, who on the biggest level at the biggest stage wins the one trophy that he never won, the biggest in the world, and he does it by being the best player in the tournament. Uh, Seven to games. cap his to cap his career. I just I just am I don't know. It's hard for me to to not say he doesn't deserve it. I just to me he was the best player on the best team in the biggest tournament. And I just think that uh that's why I'm giving him the nod. I'll go the other way and say if the Ballon d'Or is what it's supposed to be, the player who had the best year for season, um, I think you got to go with Erling Holland. You know, obviously he wasn't the World Cup because Denmark doesn't, I mean, uh, Norway doesn't make the World Cup. Norway. Yeah, Norway doesn't make the World Cup. And so that wasn't an option for him, but they won the triple. He broke the scoring record for the Premier League. He was just incredible for the whole season. And I I just think people probably put two – you know, I'm not going to argue with Messi. Again, he's the greatest player of all time. But I think a lot of people put too much emphasis on the World Cup. And it's almost like a career-capping kind of award for him. But he'd already won it seven at the time, so – so I just looked up his stats last year. All right. Messi in 41 appearances with PSG, he scored 21 goals, 20 assists, 41 goal contributions in 41 games. And that was a bad season for him by yeah, things. Part of it, so it, a goal it, contribution every single game, and that's taking out the fact that he is 36 years old and went and won the biggest trophy in the world on the biggest stage, won the golden ball. I just, I don't, I don't know. I just, to me, he's the best player in the world still. And I think, I think he should have won it. I guess the the argument would be that you go back into his past and there's no doubt he's had better seasons than he did last year. Yeah, but I still don't think it was the best 
player in the world. So I wish we could have had. Hey. I wish Holland had been able to be in the World Cup, and you could have seen what would he do in a World Cup. And the sad thing I is also that think may there's... never happen. Well, maybe the next one, since they're going to expand the World Cup in 2026. That's true. I think so. there's also questions, and I there are people who take this to an extreme with Holland, but other than he influences the game very little outside of scoring goals. He almost has almost no influence on the game outside of scoring goals for Man City. Yeah, but that, their, is, their the, style that is the biggest single skill is scoring goals. That's how you win games, it is, is scoring goals. It is, but I think there's a lot of strikers who would score a lot of goals in that team. Not probably the number that Holland yeah, but would score, has. but I think a I mean, lot they, of strikers. They've had strikers before, but no one scored that many Aguero goals. Scored, Aguero scored bags of goals later in his career for Man City, and their Man City team wasn't as good as this Man City team. So, I yeah, mean, I just, yeah. I think he. But I mean, I I think he's amazing. I just like there's an argument he wasn't even the most important player on the team for Man City. Yeah, but you notice so, they never won. They never they never won a Champions League until they had him. He scored 36 goals in the regular season. He had 12 goals in the Champions League. They don't have Holland. He doesn't. They don't win Champions League. Probably not, but I don't think they win it either if they don't have Kevin De Bruyne or Rodri. So I'm, right. I'm not sure. And I dare that... say if you take Man City and played them against Argentina, I'd take Man City. That's a stupid argument. It's wow. terrible. I mean, any club team. Maybe we need to a set high up level. that match. All right. I mean, any club team. I mean, the thing is, and also, Argentina's not winning the World Cup without Messi. I hate to say it. They're not sniffing it. No, so I, agree. I don't. I don't know what the yeah, argument is I agree there. with that. I just think, I think the bias was, you know, it's messy. He's old. He finally won the World Cup. Let's go ahead and give it to him one more time. And that is the last time he's going to win it. Because they will never just, give the Ballon d'Or to someone who plays in the MLS. Well, he did. A current MLS player, <laughs> Ballon d'Or winner. Yeah, yeah, he is. But How about that. They're not going to give it to about him for that? this year in Miami or next year. So, I also just I just think you watch Messi play, and I just I don't know. It's just you watch him, and every time he's there, you can tell he's the best player on the field. Like it just it seems obvious the way he influences the game. Yeah, when I'm he's not going to argue, but I just think I think you can make an argument the other way, considering what the award is supposed to be. Now, a lot of people think it's sort of a joke because, you know, there's so many players that would never be considered for it. Just yeah, because I mean, if you don't score goals, you're not going to win it. A hundred percent, I agree. It's not it's not really representative of who the best player in the world is. No, so that's why I'm. If it was, if it was, maybe I would have said Holland. But yeah. I'm not sure that. Yeah, it's I'm it's not sure really, that's what the award is. It's akin to the Heisman Trophy in college football. That is not necessarily the best player. Now it's right. it's the quarter. It's the who the people think the top hottest quarterback is for the year. Right. So well, and I I I think that, and I, Holland, is probably hard done to have not won it for how good a season he is. I will say. But hey, there's a. I mean, is he even Man City's best striker this season right now? I yeah, mean, I think I there's know, an argument for Julian Alvarez. I know that's so, so you sort of feel bad for him after last year. <laughs> I mean, of not getting it that it's year. Hard to say because yeah. you know, if I had to put okay, if you want to real quick, who's going to win it for this year? It's going to be Jude Bellingham, and yeah, it seems I'll, that would be my like by a too. mile. If he continues at this pace, it won't win, even be yeah, close. If England can win the Euros, it may it'll I mean, be his. If you if even if just Real Madrid wins the league, yeah. like he's gonna, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's gonna got a great chance. Yeah, but it's gonna have to do Champions League, and he's gonna have to do something yeah, in the Euros. But so he's I've never seen a midfielder chip in with this many goals this fast in his career. I mean, he's like a, a number Messi. eight, but he can play ev he can play every no, Messi's <laughs> a totally more advanced player on the field than Jude well, Bellingham. Messi plays as a winger or a second striker half the time. Yeah. Jude yeah, could yeah. play as a six if in a team if well, he, he needed had to. Always, Messi hadn't always played that. No, but I'm saying so. Jude could be a number six 
Oh, and I know. Well, that's what he, he could he be a holding midfielder. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, he's, well, he's primarily that, and he's he's obviously better, more advanced. Well, that's what I'm saying. So. That's when, but I don't even know if that's true. I think he could put in a job anywhere in a team. And I'd say, I mean, he scored what 14 goals in 12 games or something absurd. Yeah, but he's not playing it's as ridiculous. a defensive. He's not playing as a defensive mid, holding mid for. No, uh, but he's he's playing in a mid. He's playing in a midfield three. He's not yeah. playing in a front three, which is where Messi no. plays these days. Oh, I know, I know. Well, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I still th- I think Bellingham should get it. Why are you arguing with me? I'm just saying. I don't just, know if you watched his performance against saying, Barcelona. It like was you, absurd. You sound like your mother. I'm just saying. Okay, that's what he doesn't even have to play well. That's he doesn't even have to play saying. well like right. in that Barcelona Let's game. Let's get away from these non-Americans. He's not an American. Two winners. We don't care. He doesn't play we for the USA. <laughs> All right. Let's get to USA. All right, let's get through your good, your bad, and the ugly for this week. Uh, you can go first. You got uh, who can go first? You. Um, God, there's several. I mean, there's several candidates you could go. Um, <clears throat> for the good. I mean, we've had had several players that just really played well. Um, I saw someone that gave it, uh, had the player of the week, America's broad player of the week, Julian Green. I'm not going there. Um, he did score. He did score. He did I score. know, but I'm not going to give it to him just because of that. Yeah. Uh, I would think that, uh, I think one of the, in the biggest game, the one who stood out the most, I think is, I think Musa in the, AC yeah, he was Milan great. Against he was great. He was all over the place in that game. And I think he's, I think he's gotten to the point where, like Pulisic and some and the others, he's going to be an every game starter if he's healthy. Or for Milan, yeah, for yeah. Milan, yeah. So. He was he um he was he's just like an energizer bunny. Like he just covers a lot of ground. He he does can do a little bit of everything. He's not like very polished in the attacking third. You can still no, tell, but I think young. that'll come with time. Um, but he's great. He's been he's been awesome. Yeah, and I thought he stand was, out for them. He had a of the of the weekend. I thought, and there were others that could have. Joe Scally had a great game. Uh, played all ninety minutes. Uh, Jedi did for Fulham. Um, I think there were yep. several, but I, I would go with Musa just for that the game that they played against there. Uh, the bad, I'm going with Geo. He got yeah, yanked I mean, after the harsh. first half. And it's a bit was, harsh. He he just he wasn't playing. And I agree. I think he's because harsh. of who they have on the team. He's being forced. I think his best position is not on the wing. I think it's midfield. And, no, it's not at all. It's not at all. It's not. And, and it's just. I mean, it's harsh in a game where you don't score in a half when it really wasn't his fault. They were turning the ball over. No, him, but he gave them up two nothing. goals. He and gave so them like, nothing defensively either i agree it wasn't great but it, it just, maybe maybe you, know, you want to blame the coach but it, it really was to get his first start for dortmund and to be yanked at halftime was i don't think a good thing for him so yeah, that's and, I, and I don't think it's i don't think it's gonna be like uh he doesn't play anymore i think it's just you know he's probably not gonna start next game and well, have to work his way back tomorrow the, so yeah and my he's ugly, gonna have to have a good performance my ugly, and I hope it doesn't come back to haunt him, and this might, uh, Matt Turner. That, that was going to be mine. First two fast. goals, he didn't have a, you know, he didn't have a chance. That third goal, what in the heck was, was he fast. doing? That was terrible. That was terrible. If, if anyone has not seen it, they are playing Liverpool down 2-0. It is a probably 60-yard ball from Dominic Zabaslai. And it kind of like is probably 10, 15 yards outside of the the 18. And Turner, I guess, was just at the top of the box. So thought, I'm going to try and run up. And I'm not sure what he was thinking. I don't know what he was thinking. Him and the defender kind of both were in the same area and get a little confused. And both of them whiff. And uh, Liverpool yeah, score. The, the defender, it, I mean, it was a disaster. The defender backed off thinking Turner was going to get it. I don't know what Turner was right. Gonna, I mean, that's the and classic. Then Turner just play. missed it. He misjudged it. You run. You chest it. You just run through the ball, chest it, knocked it away. Had it or something. Even 
Yeah. Instead, he just ran by him. Sala. It was terrible. It was, and it may. It didn't cost him the game. It may cost. It didn't cost him the game in any way. No, but it may cost him the starting spot. I mean, they got a backup keeper that they just paid eight million for earlier in the season, and I think he could be in trouble. We're gonna find out what they think of. Matt Turner, this next game, whenever they play this weekend, we'll they know play, if they, they trust him or Aston not. They play Aston Villa Sunday, so we'll see. If we he's will know start- if they trust him or not. If he's not yeah. starting, that's not good news for Matt Turner. So that's my good, bad, yep. and ugly. What do you got? My good is I'm going to go with a little bit of a deeper shout for the Venezia boys, um, Tanner Testman, Busio, just Venezia as a whole. He's having a really good season. They're second in Serie B and uh, look like prime contenders for promotion. They're both, you know, for a while it was Tessman was kind of the one who got more of the time. Busio kind of sat on the bench. They're both pretty much every game starters as the two center mids right now for them and have actually both just been playing really well so far this year for them. Tessman had another game-winning assist um, in a win this weekend. So... I want to give a shout out to some non first division players who That's continue to continue to have really good uh, promising seasons, and hopefully it's going to have them end up in Serie A next year. And we'll continue to have a lot of Americans in Serie A, which will be really fun to watch as American fans. So. That's a really encouraging one. Yeah, you can catch Serie A on uh, Paramount Plus, and sometimes and every on now and then CBS Sports. Per- and every now and then a Serie B, they'll have like one or two games a week that they put on there, kind of their feature one. And so sometimes you'll be able to find it. We yeah. post it on our Twitter, all the games. Yeah, so, so if you want to see them, you should have that anyway because of Champions League if you're a soccer fan. Champions definitely. League comes up. As an American, Plus, so. Paramount Plus is becoming a must. Yeah, absolutely. As an American fan, it really is. So, and it's a good deal. It's not, it's not, there's much heavier price subscriptions than Paramount Plus. So yeah, it's one it's, I'd highly recommend. All right, what's your um, bad? My bad, um, I am going to go with uh, a little bit of an injury. We've got some injuries going on in the pool right now. So um, we've still got, obviously, we've got Tyler out till kind of the the spring. You got your Daryl DK still been out for an, un, and he's supposedly come back for too long. Josh Sargent, but I guess the good news about Sargent is I think his recovery is going better than they thought, and he's looking like maybe January is a good. comeback time, which is really, really cool. Um, but um, some new ones, Polisic was taken off at the half, and he would actually was playing really well, um, had an assist, and had been probably their best player until um, the injury. Apparently it's not too serious. It's, yeah, they uh, said the scan on Monday showed that he did, he really he didn't pull anything he didn't tear anything and he should more play precaution. this weekend yeah so i saw it was a little bit like maybe questionable for the week like it wouldn't shock me if he came off the bench on the weekend and then he started their midweek game in the champions league yeah, i think it's a that might team be they play so i i would but i'd be shocked if he wasn't starting by midweek next week for their champions league game yeah but they and need then, it here they've had they've gone 3 games Oh, definitely. Without a win in not, uh, Serie A, and so they need that win, even if it is against one yeah. of the lower teams. Uh, it was a really disappointing draw for them. They were up 2-0, uh, Pulisic with a great assist to Giroud, and then they just kind of, the second half, didn't have much going forward. They took off with Pulisic because the injury. They even took off Giroud and Liao kind of earlier in the half, and it just, they just looked a little stifled, Yeah, didn't seem to have... It, it didn't Drew seem to have as much both goals in the first. He was Drew. He Drew off. was real. He was. It was. I thought it was interesting. I, I thought it was a really odd. And I know you can't play Drew every game. Yeah, he is. But I thought it was odd. I thought it was odd. You finished the game without all three of your front three. Yeah, I could see Liao in a just game like he that. He wasn't. Liao wasn't giving you much, and he's he struggled to score. He's hot and cold. Yeah, he's hot and cold. He if he is not getting into a game, like feel like he's really on on the day or really involved he kind of just disappears he's one of those players yeah. who it's like there's games where you're like Liao's hardly touched the ball it feels like and he's just kind of gone from the game and so I think it did hurt a lot when Pulisic came off it just kind of made him one-dimensional um 
Then um, the other one that a little bit longer is the Tim Weah injury. He came off at the half, and he looks like he's going to be out for about a month. It was um, nothing too, too serious, but I think it was his thigh, they yeah, said. They, they did say and, there's a minor tear there, though. And it looks like he will probably miss the next international window for the U.S., or at least a good chance yeah, he'll definitely. miss from reports I've seen and, and be back after that for yeah, UFA. Yeah, he'll be back after that. At least that's what they're thinking right now. So, and, and again, just a good precaution. And that's one thing we may talk. We'll talk about that as we get closer. Who's going to replace him uh, for the U.S. men's team? Yeah. So that was that was a little bit of a uh, um, yeah. That's you know, a bad. Unfortunate. Yeah, you always hate to see those injuries. What about your ugly? My other one was I was going to say um, Balogun was taken off at the half in a poor performance against Lille. I think he had three um, touches in the first half. Was it? Yeah, it was not. It wasn't as much like uh, he floundered, you know, missed the two penalties or anything. It was more just lack of involvement in the game. And from the sound of it, it did not sound like Monaco played very well in general. Yeah. But, um, yeah, taking off at the half, which is, you don't like that when you see maybe your two most talented attackers. Three, I'd say your three most, all your front line either came yep. off injured or pulled at the half. So yeah, it was not, not a, a great weekend for the attackers. Match. Yeah, I will give, you know, luckily Pulisic, it doesn't seem to be, seem to be more of a scare than that. Oh, and he's injury. been great. And, you know, hey, Ballot, you're going to have bad days as a striker. Sorry. I'm not worried about, I'm yeah. not worried about Balogun, to be honest. Um, no. it, I think the bigger one will be Joe just getting playing time. Balogun's going to get time. Yes. And Weya, it's Weya, that's a bummer. He's going to miss that window, I think, is a big bummer. Just because he's been really good, I think. But I'd say Geo long term is more the worry, just because it's looking more and more like he might need to move. Um, and time yeah. is still because it's like honestly, I think there's also a part of like maybe Terzic just doesn't rate him as a midfielder, which I think is crazy. I think it's actually crazy if that's the way he sees it. I just think he's so much more effective there. Yeah, but I agree. But the problem if, is who they have there right now is. Yeah, they they're, they're solid they're, in midfield. They're solid and, so. and they're healthy for the first time in a while, and yeah, and that's probably the strength of their team. Yeah, that's right. But I do think at a really high level, he could be really effective for a team, and so it could be something where it's like maybe he's one of those players who I think he does have the talent. He just genuinely might need to move to freshen things up. Yeah. Um. So I agree. That's with you. my good, bad, and ugly. All right. Well, let's look at this. Let's look at some of the rest of the people. Why don't we go country by country, league by league? Let's talk about yeah. England first. Um, we'll go championship. Your man Reggie played ninety minutes. Of course, they lost. Oh, he's gonna play a, QPR. He's lost. gonna play every game yeah. for ninety minutes. Um, well, oh, I'll give the QPR update for the week. Um, this is gonna be a new segment. It's gonna be the QPR <laughs> update. It's gonna be a one minute update on the what's happening at QPR. Shockingly, we were 1-1 with Leicester, who is, if anyone knows, Leicester is having like a all-time championship season. They've already broken points record for most points through like 12, 13 games. Um, they've had one defeat and like 11 wins, uh, no ties. So yeah, Let's be honest, they probably were the most shocking team to be relegated last year. Uh, it, Brendan Rodgers must have done a just piss poor performance because that team is so talented yep. compared to the rest of the championship. It is absurd how talented they have. I mean, they're more talented than I'd say seven or eight premier league teams. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And so it's a bit unfair. Um, but QBR actually held their own a little bit, not by, not if you actually watched it, you'd be like, this is the worst. It's Reggie Cannon's influence. It's, but uh, we fired our coach this weekend, so that was big news for the club. Probably they have just brought to. in a new, just brought in a new coach from Spain. Uh, well, he's Spanish. He was coaching in Norway, I believe, or Sweden. I can't remember. Um, so it's an interesting hire because I think a lot of people thought they would go for like the Neil Warnock, who's available kind of hire, where it's like just keep the club afloat, get them to safety. Right. And this is more of a long term want to play a progressive style coach. So it'll be interesting to see from everything I've heard, they're going to play a traditional four, three, three. So I think Reggie will be more of a normal right back, which is great. I think suits him. Um, and so 
uh, he'll continue to get playing time, but just a little yeah. bit of our QPR weekend recap. <laughs> Which I know everybody was waiting for. Uh, I know. All right, who else we got in England? We already talked about some of the injuries there. Uh, Jedi, Tim Ream, they both had good games for Fulham. Um, yeah, I think um, Jedi was... He had a great game. He was a little bit possibly um, in the wrong on the Brighton goal. I don't know if you saw the video or watched that game. I did not. It watch was a, that game. a, it was almost one where um, Pascal Gross he kind of really creative slip pass to uh, the striker, and I think that it just kind of caught. Uh, Robinson wrong footed he's on the outside the defender rather on the inside and it's just right inside of him and the guy scored um, but uh, otherwise he actually had a really good game um, and so I think Fulham drew um, Paulinho header even though Paulinho probably should have been sent off for a yeah pretty that, vicious yeah, elbow that, that I did see too I agree but um, Austin Trusty with a start it did not go well. <laughs> no, not was, necessarily his fault. What was it? Was but it, it didn't go well. It was 5-0. I will say, he was culpable in the first goal. Eddie Nketiah turned him pretty good. But if you looked at like ratings for the match, he was significantly higher than every player on the team for Sheffield. So, Sheffield, based on that, Sheffield's he seemed to be... Go down. Yeah, and I, I'm not. And if he starts the rest of the season and goes with them and starts the championship, I think that's, that's fine. fine. I yeah, think that's I uh, that's great. So yeah, I agree. Either I one of it's those, it's a positive. It's not a positive that they are they got absolutely drilled, but I think it's a real positive that he continues to get starts. Yeah, I, I agree there. Uh, otherwise, we already talked about Matt Turner. He looked good, man. He had like five or six saves, and then. That last one is the one that's going to stick. But when you miss the obvious mind, one, <laughs> yeah, when you miss the, the obvious one, doesn't matter. Yeah, that that is that's one it of was, those you just wish you could have back. I know. Um, well, I was watching that game, and I said, I know Johnny's going to mention this because I know he's watching right now, and I know he's absolutely. not going to be able to not talk about that. It was bad. It was it really was. bad. It was just you just felt for the guy. Um, I think, um, Burnley really struggling. Yeah, they are. which is surprising to me. Do you think do you think they are gonna eventually find a rhythm and stay yeah. up or do you think it's I mean, it's too much? I mean, you compare them to the other teams at the bottom and they've got they've got talent. They're just They seem better to me than Bournemouth, but obviously yeah. you lose to Bournemouth this weekend. So yeah, you lose to Bournemouth, but I, which I'm is a just, bad loss, which is a really bad yeah, loss for it them. It is. Those are the kind of games you have to get points on. And, yeah, I, th yeah, I'm thinking they're – and, you know, they're just in a spin, and it doesn't seem however they do. They're always just making mistakes that just cost them. They, they You know, other teams you see make mistakes, and they can – they don't hurt them. Every time they do, it, they go, they pay for it. And it, the thing is, Cole Yosho is getting a lot of starts and playing time. It's just when you don't have the volume of goals the team is scoring or chances, it's just hard to build up any goals or assists as an attacking player like that when you're just a team that's not scoring much. Yeah. And so he's still 18, so any playing he's time at 18. this level Good thing is, is great. Yeah, Burhalter said he has been talking to him. I, I did see that, yeah. I think Italy definitely probably has the inside track there, but who knows? But I think I, I think we have a I, I do think it's someone we have a good shot on. I think it's like not totally in Italy's like I think they probably have the inside step, but I do think we're in the running for sure. I think it's pretty much down to us too. I think yeah, um, I agree. I, I still agree. I I still think I'm going to give Burnley another five or six games, but I, I still. I still think they're going to figure it out. I think company is a really good manager. If they don't, I think it's mostly down to they just they just don't have the players or the depth. Yeah, it'll to... be interesting if they try to do something. The choices they make come January window. Do they? And I do wonder if he at a certain point is like, do we just have to play more pragmatic just yep. to get results? Yep. I don't. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, at some point you start playing just to stay up. Oh, uh, one thing. Speaking on the um. 
dual national watch list. Um, it seems Amir Richardson, who plays for Rims in France, he has essentially verbally committed to playing for Morocco. Um, I think he's kind of been in their camp for a long time and has been called up to their national team a couple times recently, and it seems like he is going to be locked in with Morocco. So not a surprise. You know, always a little disappointing when you don't get a talented young player, but not yeah, not surprising as to be well honest. As Morocco played at the last World Cup. Yeah, a really a really good national team. Yeah, so. I was gonna say. And he, when you when he's already getting calls for them, and he hasn't really been around the U.S. camp, I think it makes sense at that point that he's gonna stick with them. Agree. Hey, let's go. Let's go to Germany. Check out the Bundesliga. We already talked about. Uh, Reina and his lackluster performance and being pulled at halftime. Uh, again, we'll see. They play midweek, so they play tomorrow, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, in fact, they play Hoffenheim, and so you'll get the old Geo Reina john Brooks battle going on there. That's right. That's right. Um, um, today, did you see? Yeah, I did see that. Gordon Peefock, Peefock. huge game. Peefock scored two goals. Man of the match. Um, Where where do you think he falls in the the striker conversation right now? It's hard to say. I mean, he's scoring goals and starting at a high level, but he is. I don't know. You know, I could see him if he if he could keep scoring goals, he'd be great to be one of those. How old is he? He is older than the others that are around. Yeah, yeah I agree. So I'd I, say mid twenties. What I'd love to see is him on the uh, the Olympic team. He's twenty seven. I'd love to see He's him 27. on the Olympic team as one of those three overage. Yeah, one of those three overage. We'll talk about that. That'll be another conversation. Who could we use that be there? Who would be the players best suited for that? We There's could do like of- half a podcast, an Olympic special kind of deal where we just kind of break down who we think should be on that roster. It could be yeah, fun. That would be good. But, uh, yeah, he did, uh, someone we don't talk about a lot cause he's really not in the picture. Now, Sibachu, he scored a brace. So he had games on that. Um, you had, uh, well, that's what I'm saying. I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the thing is to me, it's like he plays in the Bundesliga at a, and for everyone out there, Sabachu and Pfog, same person. I don't know why he goes by two last names. Um, I, I think his actual name is Sabachu, but he like you're right. You're right. A while back was like, I want to be called Pfog. I don't. I think it one's his mom's name, one's his dad's name. I'm not really sure. Like one of them. He doesn't like his dad. I think or so. He's a strange for but, him. Um, so you're right. Um, but anyway, um, I, the thing that's interesting is say like. Pepe feels like he's clearly a step ahead, Pfock on the depth chart for the U.S. But Pfock plays at a higher level playing. for a better, for a yeah. better club, and he starts. Yeah, so Pepe's it's, it's just, just I don't like, know a better club, but Pepe's getting like seven eight minutes at the end of their games, right? And I and I get it because PSV is a really good team, and and Luke De Jong's a really good striker. But it's interesting because often we talk about the playing time mattering, the club level, and where here's one where. He's getting the playing time at a higher level. I think it might just be a a style of play thing. He's more of a bully striker than a combination striker, and so that's not how Greg really plays. Yeah. We talked about um, elsewhere in Germany. We talked about Joe Scally. Joe Scally's he's to the point he's pretty much he's starting playing every game. He's playing the yeah, full game. He's been great. And so he's that's good because I think you would have to say he's probably right now our number one backup uh, as far as on the playing one of those either sides. Yeah, either side. Which which makes it seem like he's going to start a lot of games because we're going to be without someone pretty frequently. Absolutely. That it's almost like he's going to be someone who plays a lot for the U.S. going forward. Um, as far From as greatest, um, did you see that? See what now? Kevin Pareda started for Wolfsburg at the yeah, weekend. I didn't see that. He, um, I did not watch that game, but I heard he was, you know, lively. Didn't necessarily have any big chances or goals or assists, but that's exciting for a really young player like that to be starting in the Bundesliga and 
definitely one who clearly has been in the USMNT picture the past couple windows and is starting to get more and more minutes. So always a good thing. Yeah. Brendan started. Brendan Harrison started. He played about 65 minutes. Uh, his brother did not play at all over the yes. weekend. That's right. They played actually that game that his brother Paxton he did not play in that Dortmund game, which was an unbelievable game. Yes, it actually, really was. like it was a despite great game. Fun despite game a to watch, despite a bad day for the U.S., it was a back and forth. Some really nice goals from both teams, and so I think the one thing that's also was a little bit of a bummer for Gio in that game is he obviously was struggling to make an impact, and then. They subbed in Mukoko and um, Ayemi, or I can't think it's that's Ayemi. And yeah. <laughs> uh, one of them scored immediately, and the other one had uh, an assist to tie it late in the game. So it was a unfortunate because the two guys that came in at the half completely changed the game, and so yeah. Which is a bummer because, and you know, that's not always down to just one player subbing on for a player. So much changes in a game, but obviously it's not a great look when you come off, two other guys come on and they completely change the game. So that was disappointing to see for sure. I hate to be cheering against other players, but it was, uh, <laughs> it was a bummer for Gio. Uh, I think that's good for Germany. Uh, Italy, we pretty much talked about it, but except for Weston. Weston, he's, been, he's yeah, been really they're good. Play, they're playing really good, playing in the midfield. They started together, he and Wea. Uh, I think Max Allegri just, you know, had all sorts of praise for Gio. I mean, not for Gio, for Weston afterwards. And he well, maybe does, he could sign Geo if he loves Geo. Yeah, he can. Maybe that would work. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but you know, Weston, you know, almost in the same way as uh, Musa, he was just—he's just all over the field for them. He makes so many runs. He—he's just this energizer bunny for them. A lot like he does when he plays for the U.S. To be honest, he. He's had a good, a bit of a renaissance season for himself, which is um, really awesome. It is. When you think about it, when they were coming to getting ready to come to the U.S., at first they weren't even going to bring him. They are going to leave him oh, over there in Italy because their thought was to get rid yeah. of him at Juve. And so when they came for their summer series and and they brought him and I'm he started playing him. in it to yeah. see him work his way in. Of course, they did move well, him to that wing back once Wea was hurt. So. But, but – yeah, which he's, I'm going to imagine, be playing a lot of wing back going forward, and that's part of the curse, but also the bonus is that he can fill in so many spots. He's That's why Allegri loves him, is yeah. he's such a useful player. But I do imagine he's going to be playing quite a bit of wing back over the next month. But he's going to be playing every game, so which is great. I, do, I mean, we almost need a conversation about VAR. Did you see the two goals that were chalked off for Juventus. I mean, that he would have had an assist on, um, on the first one or no, the second one, the first one was, it is the most fractional offsides I've ever seen in my life. They basically decided the guy's heel was about two millimeters behind the other defenders heel. Like when he was receiving the ball. And so they chalked it off. Um, it was about right, for, 20 seconds later in the play anyway. Okay, so... Yeah. Who's he on that? Moise Keane received it. Moise okay. Keane, when he got the ball. And then but it was like bet, fractionally... Siri, I thought Serie went to that... The They were changing the way they were calling offsides this year. So maybe... Well, if they did, it wasn't called until after the goal happened. Yeah, because I mean, um, there was supposedly I thought Syria maybe they didn't do it, but I thought the I was thought I remembered in the summer that they were gonna try out with that rule that there had to be clear daylight between the player and the last I mean, defender. It, it was such a bad. It was so ridiculous. And then the and I, and then the other one was McKinney actually had an assist on this one. It was the in-swinging ball, great header by Moise. I felt bad for Moise Keane. He had two goals chalked off for very questionable VAR decisions. But um, they called a foul on him that had been like two minutes back in the buildup. 
and it was like pretty questionable. And like VAR came in. And then yeah, McKinney that's... had another great ball. McKinney had another great ball or later in the match that Locatelli probably should have finished or um Vlahovic. And but then Juve did get the winner at the death, like in the last like 10 seconds to win the game. So they did get a big win, but could have been a two assist day for McKinney ended up with none, but he was once again, really good. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was really, really good. And that's good just to see him getting that plenty of time thinking he during the summer, we weren't even sure he was even going to be in Juventus. We didn't know where he might end up. Um, Hey, anybody else that you can think of that he's mentioning? Uh, I'll throw out one, and this is just because future Johnny Cardosa, who is evidently going to be going to Real Betis in January. I did see that, um, and I'd seen him. some things. I'd seen some reports that were it was still a little up in the air if it was January or the summer. I think well, they there said was it was some... the end of the season, and they end the Brazilian ends in December, right? So I'd heard some confusion on if that meant the end of the Europe season or the end of the Brazil season. Yeah, um, I, I would think it would mean Brazil. The, end of the Brazil season. Well, Signed that would a be five great. Five-year contract. Um, but really exciting. I think he's got a high ceiling. So Yeah, and I just think that's going to um, be a much better place for him. And then the other one I want to give a shout-out to is um, we've talked a few times. He was one of the Golden Boy nominees is Rokas Pukstas. He is back healthy playing for uh uh Hajik Split in Croatia. And um he came he was out he was starting for them early in the season. He was out for about six, eight weeks with an injury, and he I mean came back and it started immediately. Um and so he is one that there are certain people out there kind of in the USMNC Twitter sphere who are extremely high on him. Um How old so, is he? It'll be interesting to see. He is 19, I think. So real young. He's a he's a center mid. Um, but I have watched him. I watched his match the other day. It is very hard to find matches in Croatia. You really have to find yeah. some bootleg <laughs> streams out there if you're going to watch him. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Where how the heck would Just you find a, any match? Uh, um, not by traditional methods <laughs> you have your ways okay that's all i'll say okay uh one last one we'll throw out and that's gagas lanina uh had his first shutout and so that's good he's obviously Which is one crazy the... that's how bad their team is yeah <laughs> he's one for the future and you know i, I i'm assuming that he is going to be you know, it may be probably not the 2026 World Cup. He may be there. I can't see him starting then, but for 2020, you never know. 2030. I mean, uh, I doubt it, but I mean, I would think he in a year or two is going to get a step to a bigger club. So, yeah, well, he's at it Chelsea. would be my guess. He's, he's a Chelsea player, but he's on loan. You know, they're going to look, they're going to take, he, they're going to loan him out again to somewhere a little bit better than where he's yeah. at now. I think they have and, what, like about 50 players out on loan or something ridiculous. I mean, I think that's why UEFA was after them at certain yes. points for yes. financial yes, restrictions. Um, also, I, this is a side note. Have okay. you seen that Everton is uh, potentially in for a 12-point point reduction? I know, because of their financials. I don't – I just don't really understand – I don't think I understand how financial fair play works. The fact that someone like Everton is – Well, this isn't this – in is, trouble. This is um, – this is the um, FA in England that's going to do that. This is so not... it's not like a financial fair play thing. No, it's their own. They have their own version of it. And, I, like uh, it had, doesn't have to do with signings. I guess it just has to totally do with it has business to, practices. It has to do with business practice yeah, and everything else, and the idea of business signings and losses and all of that. And their losses have been huge. I think, and I think that's. A lot because their new stadium, correct? Like they're building a new stadium, I believe, right yeah. now that has probably yeah. put them in the hole pretty bad. Yeah, and they're actually playing not terrible. No, I, I, I think they're going to move their way up to closer to the midway part. They, they've made some good signings, like guys like Jack Harrison, or just came in the team and is going to make a big difference. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I think, is actually a really good striker when he's yeah, healthy and he has is. just come back. So if they, he can stay healthy. 
I think they're probably going to start to climb a little bit up the table. But, um, I mean, that could, you know, send be, you right back down a 12-point yeah, reduction. They'll be Big in the time. mix. So, even even if it's just eight or something like that, it's going to be put them in a battle. So That'll really be kind of sad when you see what Man City did and how they wrangled their way out of all their well, mess. I mean, it's every club. I'm like, how did Man United has a $1 billion squad? And I just like... Sure, they're a worldwide club, so they make more money. I just think it feels like it is punitive against clubs that don't have the the big market resources as such, the Uniteds, right. the Cities, the Chelsea's, that it punishes them aggressively compared to someone who, well, we just make more money in revenue because we're a giant club, but we're probably more irresponsible with our money than most well, other yeah, clubs. That, that allows them to be that way. Uh, well, I'm not saying it's – it just pissed me off. <laughs> okay. Uh, real quick before we get to trivia, they did set the dates for the Nations League coming up in November. Uh, U.S. plays Trinidad Tobago, who is – There's an, we there's ought an to outside beat shot. I'm, I might be there. Ah, we ought to beat them, let's be honest, but it's hard to forget what happened before the 2018 World Cup. I'd lie if I wasn't in fear. And so when I mean, November sixteenth, they be play in Austin. Are, are you going to Trinidad for November twentieth? No, it would be the, the Austin. Austin leg. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna be there the next day already, so I'm so trying to figure like, out if I can like move my flight. Or, I'm trying to figure out if I can move my flight around. And, that's awesome. You know, that would yeah. be a fun thing. So to we'll do. see. Um, tomorrow. Uh, you got uh, you got some Americans playing tomorrow. League Cup, England. Uh, that's going to be on ESPN Plus. You got Fulham playing yes. Ipswich Town, who's in second in the championship. Oh, it, Ipswich is Ipswich is good. Don't yeah. uh. So you got Robinson and Reed playing in that. Uh, Everton. No speaking part of, of me Everton, they play Burnley. So you got no Luka. part of me will be surprised if Ipswich won. Yeah, that will be. Uh, Luca. Colio show he plays tomorrow for Burnley maybe hopefully uh, and then you got we already mentioned Dortmund Hoffenheim play Reina John Brooks if they Brooks I'm sure will play who knows if Reina will uh, and I think that's it for Americans playing I can't think of any others uh, I mean I've got a list on Twitter um, playing tomorrow you got well, I don't know about yeah, yeah. I don't know about in championship playing or it's the League Cup well, for England. There's a lot of like you got a lot of guys playing, but the ones that are on television, um, you said Geo, John Brooks, yeah, Coley Osho, the Fulham guys. Did you say Brendan Aarons or um, Paxton Aronson? No. Entry Frankfurt plays at three forty five on ESPN plus. Um you've got Celta Vigo plays at 10.30 on ESPN+. Yeah. Plus. You can get Luca Del Torre. Um, there are some a handful of other Americans playing, but you would have to go by other means of finding <laughs> those games um, than ESPN. But side. if you want to know, you want to know who's playing, I have the the list was tweeted today on our Twitter. So there there's go. a handful Obviously, of others. I have not looked at our X account today. Yeah, what are you doing? I mean, you don't even know what I'm tweeting out. No, I don't know what you're tweeting out, so it doesn't matter. Goodness gracious. Right. Oh, Conrad okay. De La Fuente scored today. There's a little shout out for uh in the Spanish second division. All he right. needed a goal. He hadn't he had not uh been on the radar in a while. So one who has struggled in the past year, but All right. Anything else? It's about Before it we get for to me. Trivia. All right. No, nah, I think that's about. I did see earlier. I was. This is so. Oh wow. Uh, the Rangers. I was seeing. They were smacking the Diamondbacks earlier, but the Diamondbacks made it close. Anyway, that's not soccer related. All right. Hey, obviously we've had a really big push for the U.S. men's national team in the past several years, past cycle at least, for 
dual nationals and getting guys that can play for other countries as well as playing for the U.S. Um, okay, here's your trivia question. We currently have, and this is guys that have played for the U.S. men's national team over the past couple of years, and that include Nations League, World Cup, Gold Cup. We have at least uh, – we got 12 guys who were born outside of the USA. Let's yeah. see who you can come up with. And it may just, let me see if it's, I'm pretty sure it's 12 while you're thinking of them. I'm excited. We'll go 11 because I'm going to take off one who probably should have, but Hatton, and that's John Brooks. It's been a little that while. That was maybe my first answer. He He's should been, count. He played. Okay, I'll count him. John Brooks. Okay, so we got 12. And if you can give it, we'll give you a bonus point if you can pick the country. Match each John player Brooks to the country. Germ born in Germany. Okay. How John about Brooks, that? Germany. Um, I want to say that... Um, I'm trying to remember if I think he was born in the U.S. I think he just lived in Germany for a long time, West McKinney, but I don't think that's one. I think he was actually born in the U.S. He just grew up in Germany for a while, if I believe correctly. Yes. Um, Not born outside it's the interesting. U.S. It's interesting because we have a lot of um, guys, but a lot of them, like, they're born in the U.S., but they are, you know, citizenship of... Yeah, somewhere like Matt else. Balligan born like, in the U.S. Eunice Musa also born in the U.S. But um, Tim Weah, but born obviously in the U.S. English. So okay, it's gonna. I'm gonna say that Anthony Robinson is probably born in England. Correct. Uh huh. The U.K. Yeah, England. Um, He's born in England. Born in I forget where. Somewhere near the coast of England. I will say that Serginio Dest was born in. Holland? Yes, Netherlands. They still call right. it Holland. I mean, you've never understood how they have like so many names for their country. The Dutch, <laughs> Netherlands, Holland. I don't get it. Go ahead. I don't really. Does anyone have an explanation for that? I truly don't get it. No. I don't know. I mean, we'll look that. Okay. We'll, we'll come up with um, a response for our next. Okay, you've gotten what? Three? Uh, yeah, I believe that on, Ricardo there's... Pepe was actually born in Texas, um, so I don't think he's one of them. Um, Christian Pulisic, definitely. I'm going to go through the players in my head. Um, ooh, I wonder where... There's so many that have so many nationalities. I think Tim Weah was also born in the U.S., but has he was. French he was, and... He was born in New York, I'm pretty sure. Liberia. They're all born in New York somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his dad, I'm not, is he, could he have, could, no, it's, well, his dad's the president of Liberia. Oh, yeah. He or was. was. Who did he play for? But him? I'm not sure. He played for somebody in Africa. I can't he, remember. No. George Weah played for Liberia. I'm fairly yeah. confident. Um, okay. Um, okay. Okay. Let me think of our guys. Um, Christopher Lund surely was not born in the U.S. Nope. Born in Denmark. Okay, I was about to say. Okay, I've been um, a chance to pick the country there. You're right. Oh, that was. I mean, I knew that one. I get that point. I 100 okay. percent knew he was not born. Um, I believe Loki Cameron Carter Vickers was born outside the U.S. Probably England. He's British, or he had the a potential plan for the. Yes. Somewhere. Correct. Scotland, England, somewhere like that. Um. All right, we're rolling. Um. Yeah, you've gotten one, two, three, four, five out of 12. It's hard. Um, I got to keep thinking of the players. Um, well, that helps to think of the players. Gordon Peefock, where was he born? Um, nope. Maybe he was born in the U.S., I don't know. He has a lot of other nationalities. Yes, he does. Okay, so he's not on the. There's, like, no player on the team who's, like, has no other teams he could have played yeah, for than just the U.S. Like, everyone is, like, four for. options. So, it's 
I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who the most like just straight up American player on the team is. Uh, probably Matt Turner. <laughs> yeah, Matt Turner would be. I no, he has someone. Matt Turner has someone because I remember he like had said like eight years ago he reached out to them. It's somewhere like Eastern Europe. I cannot remember who it is that he had reached out to. Yeah, well, that'd be um, interesting. See what who doesn't have international ties. Yeah. Um. I believe Gio was born in the U.S. Definitely. Uh, oh, he's playing. Probably born in Germany or England because his dad was playing there. Yeah, that's, that's he was, crap. Though he's he was born in I Sunderland. Mean, that shouldn't count. That shouldn't count. Um, yeah. <laughs> he was born in England, where Claudio was. Born. Tyler Adams was def. Tyler Adams definitely born in the U.S. Um, there's twelve people. That seems. Racy. Twelve. Um tell me when you give up. And they're like I mean, like how on the cusp are we talking about for players? Uh these are I mean, guys that, you know, played at the World Cup. No. Played at the World Cup, and then there's a few that are French that probably just ended up in the gold cup. Okay. Um some that are, you know, newer. Sam- Okay, okay. I'm going to get this. Uh, oh, uh, Leonard Maloney probably had to be born. He looks the most German-looking person I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, he really is. That may be a slam or something. I don't know. Okay, yeah. I don't, that's, I mean, he looks. Okay. He looks very German. Yeah, Leonard Maloney, Germany. Um, You can't argue with that one. He's, he looks German. Um. Who else? I'm not telling you. <laughs> I'm thinking this is me talking to, is me talking to myself. You got, I'm going to give you one more minute. Otherwise Joe Scally seems, Joe Scally seems like he was born in the far. U.S. Joe Scally seems like he was born in the U.S. So does Luca. So does. I mean, I think Tim Paredes was born in the U.S. Um. Okay, your one-minute timer is going. Okay, okay. Think of my wingers. Not Brendan. Come on. Um, I mean, I don't know. This is... What about... Is Cade Cowell born in the U.S.? Yeah, I think so. So now he can play. He's eligible for Mexico too. Yeah. Um. Think Mexico. Think Mexico. Who have we stolen from them? What? No, Pepe's not born in Mexico. I'm very confident about that. Um. Man, I don't. I don't know. I'm. Okay, I'll give Struggling. you positions. Uh, striker. And it's not... Oh, Jesus Ferreira. Yeah, born in Colombia. Um, let's oh, move on down. Uh, winger. 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 Um, I don't know. I don't know about winger. Alex Zendejas. I'm an idiot. That, I mean, that was... He may actually, so here's the thing. I'm not really he thinking... May actually, he I'm may not really thinking Gold Cup. in the Cup. Nations League. He may take... Here's my thing. Place. I'm not really thinking Gold Cup. Yeah. Well, he played... He just played in the friendlies. Well, he was there in the friendlies. But so he called him up. I forgot. I forgot he's because he's been so bad that right. I had forgotten. Gold Cup I wiped it out of my memory. Germany. Gold Cup from Germany. Former Atlanta United player. United player than from Germany. Um, Come on. I mean, unless unless I really, if Miles Robinson really is <laughs> fooling me, uh, it's not Miles. It's not Brooks Lennon. He hasn't played for the US. Who in the world has? Oh, I mean, I mean, Bello or Wiley, neither of them were on it, were they? No. 
Julian Gressel. You told me this. That's. I mean, it's been so long. He played last year. You're right. Played last I year. I mean, ago. no, for Atlanta. Oh, for Atlanta. It was ages I ago. I understand that. Uh, George Bello from Nigeria. I did know he was Nigerian. I didn't know he was born there. Okay. But also, that you he feels like gotten. he hadn't played. He, he feels like he hasn't played for the U.S. in a while. He feels he had, like he, he's, he's not he's, in yeah, the he hadn't picture. Played, he played in 2022. He played in the like He feels about as relevant yeah. as John Anthony he's Brooks. Actually get, he's actually getting playing time in Austria. So oh, no. He's, in a he's, on, he's, on our, he's on our list for uh, tomorrow he's playing, but uh, you you're going to have to bootleg it if All you right, want to watch it. Here's him. the one that you should have gotten that I think. Uh, PSV. Mother. Oh, my goodness. Tell me. That, oh, yeah, you got to be kidding me. Oh, it's just terrible. Germany. You're kidding me. Okay. So easy. That was, I'm an idiot. That was tougher. I could have asked I'm an you. Idiot. Here's the one, the one I was going to ask you, but, and this was before this time. It was who is considered the, uh, before this cycle, the top five foreign players to ever play for the U.S. Uh, I'll give it to you right now. Jermaine Jones. Got to be. He one. Right? Yep. Wait, and also, what is this like? Is this like a seems pretty subjective? Yeah, I have no idea who came up with it. Um, uh, like they were born outside the U.S. or they just have another yeah, they country born, they could have played for. They were born outside the U.S. Yeah. Um, Jermaine Jones. Uh, it's funny because it's like. You don't really know who was born outside the U.S., but it's just like was there for whatever reason and was born there. Yeah. It goes I mean, way back, so I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, that was it was so obscure ooh. that couldn't tell you. I mean, there were some pretty big um, uh Joe Guy Jeans. I was gonna say that was the one I was gonna say <laughs> he was that from was Haiti. Yeah, that was he played like nineteen fifty. He he scored the goal against England. Yeah. Okay, that one I should have known. Uh, Hugo um, Perez. Uh, uh, El Salvador. Yeah, Hugo Perez. Right. He played like eighty something caps. Uh, Thomas Dooley, who was big player. I mean, yeah, came from Germany. I wasn't gonna get that. No, that's okay. I wasn't gonna. All right, that's enough. We don't need to go there. It's time to say goodbye. Um. If you had to pick one match to watch coming week tomorrow or the coming weekend, what would you pick? Um, coming weekend or tomorrow? Either tomorrow, um, or coming weekend. There's it's a weird week because there's so many cup games that it's yeah. like yeah, it, I think this weekend like for a, England it's the uh, uh, what is my my mind just went blank. What's the next? What's the big uh, league cup? Carabao. No, FA. That's the League Cup. It's the FA Cup. This is this weekend, I think. Oh, really? I think so. I think I saw that. We have not made the schedule for this weekend, so I typically don't know the games well, until we'll like Thursday out. when yeah. I make it. But uh, tomorrow, probably the G Arena, Giant Rooks, Dortmund, Hoffenheim would be the yeah, best Brooke, game. Interestingly, Brooks is somebody that you've seen a lot of people recommend for that Olympic team. Sort of, hey, you want to get back in the thing, go prove yourself. Show some leadership and play with these young guys because they don't have any bat center backs, really. I just, it's hard for me to imagine that's going to yeah, happen. I know. Could you but say I would, that? I'd be for it. I just, be it'd awesome. be shocking. Hey, be if, he shocking. Wanted, if he wants to get back um, in the good graces, I'll be pretty interested, actually. I will probably be watching the Ipswich Town Fulham match just because two Americans, but also as a fan of the championship. Ipswich Town, if you want to watch a team that's fun to watch and will not be in any way overmatched by Fulham, but will probably take it to them for periods of the game, we'll go watch Ipswich play. So that game's at uh, 345 on ESPN Plus Isn't tomorrow. Ipswich is like, it's a, yeah, Ipswich has got a, it's one of the old teams playing. They, um, I forget what their history is. I read something about their history not long ago. They're a real prime contender for promotion. 
So they would have had the most points um, for a team ever through 12 Except- games championship if it wasn't for Leicester, who's also in it this year. So they're fantastic. Um, most points ever for a team just promoted from League One, This or obviously at this point yeah. in the season. So um, looking at times tomorrow, so. you got Everton, Burnley at 345, Ipswich at 345. Yeah, that one's interesting. Everton, Burnley will be an interesting one. So. Yep. Especially from the U.S. Trying to see some others. Uh, the Germany. What time do they play? So, uh, the John Anthony, the Dortmund-Hoffenheim games at 1 p.m. It's at 1 p.m., so that'd be good. That'll be your early afternoon one, and then you can go watch Americans at uh, 3.45. And if you, you want a morning one, you can watch Celta Vigo at 10.30. Celta Vigo. All right. On that note, uh, I think it's time and to say goodnight. Weirdly, what? weirdly, there's like, very few Americans at all playing Thursday and Friday, like none, like almost like, which never happens. The only person Thursday is Zach Booth for Volendam against Ajax <laughs> at 3 p.m. on ESPN Plus. And then Friday, the only one is Espanol versus Ibar, which is the second Spanish division, and that's Conrad De La Fuente. So it's like there's like no Americans playing Thursday or Friday, which is interesting. It's a good day to relax then. You don't have to worry about watching any yeah, soccer. Yeah, and- for sure. Save it up for the week. Unless you want a little, unless you want a little Zach Booth action. I think I'll pass this week. But hey. I mean, what are you? Can't host a podcast and pass. <laughs> yeah, I can't. <laughs> you just that's see the problem is then you're like you watch the game. Yeah, and you see that's you, you, that's you watch the game and tell me what happened. All right. Hey, exactly. on that note, uh, we will say good night and uh, go USA. See ya.